When I recently spoke to a large group of parents who had invited me to talk about the radical gender and sexuality ideology being rammed down in schools, and we've been doing a lot of meetings like this around the country recently, a parent who is also an ECE, so early childhood education teacher, told me quietly that there is pressure on ECE centres to push this ideology also on preschoolers. Now, I'd always assume that ECE and preschools and kindergartens would be protected from this indoctrination. But this discussion spurred me to do some research. Let's check it out. So after having this discussion with the ECE teacher, I was alerted by another teacher to an organisation called the Education Hub. And according to their website, the Education Hub was launched in 2017, a mission to build, bridge the gap between research and practice in education to improve educational opportunities and outcomes. And their work is focused on providing early childhood teachers and leaders with access to, you know, evidence and research to support them to enact meaningful change in their context of practice. Now, to be fair, the Education Hub does some good research and professional development around positive eating, visual arts, nat nature play, and music. Although I did notice a page entitled Social Justice in Early Childhood Education, which is classic critical theory 101, uh, including statements like this, early childhood is a critical time for children to begin understanding and exploring gender. As children navigate gender and their gendered lives, it is important to examine, examine discourses around gender. There remains a persistent tendency in early years uh, settings for gender to be binarized in everyday and subtle ways. Teachers can engage in anti-bias and gender expansive practices which acknowledge the gendered nature of early childhood and seek to address gendered issues in meaningful ways. This can include challenging assumptions which stem from a binary and conventional view of gender. Yep, don't you dare say boys and girls. Uh, there's also a section that says this, decolonization of education spaces, which focuses on acknowledging colonization and its continued impacts while seeking to dis disrupt and reconceptualize colonial understandings. Did I tell you this is for preschool facilities and kindergartens. Now, if you want to read more about why critical theory in our education system is a problem, read our fact sheet, which is available at criticaltheory.nz. It's important that parents understand this. Uh, but then uh, the uh, site continues with important stuff for your three-year-old that says, climate change and sustainability which are matters of critical concern where children deserve a voice and can make a difference. For example, by exploring weathering with pedagogies, whatever that is, which foreground connectedness between children, weather, and the world. Whew, no wonder our toddlers need an afternoon nap. I feel like asleep after reading that. But uh, I've been distracted. Back to the topic of this McBlog. Now, as part of the professional development for early childhood teachers, there's a section on talking about gender nonconformity in early childhood education. And in the training webinar, a professor, Mara Saponshevin from Syracuse University, 
uh, in the US, a professor of inclusive education, focusing on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and how we teach children, how we prepare teachers, and how we help adults become active allies in resisting oppressive language and behavior. Okay, so there's a massive bunch of woke buzzwords there, and the website is full of red flags. But she discussed how early childhood teachers can approach gender nonconformity, as well as dealing with gender stereotypes like girls can't be doctors. It's also about teaching very young children, preschoolers, about gender diversity. And on her website, she says, gender expression can be quite fluid. And just because a child chooses to express themselves in one way now does not mean that they have to remain with that gender identity for the rest of their lives. Uh, no, that's not gender identity. That's personality. That's expressing your likes and dislikes. Girls can be more masculine-like. Boys can be more feminine-like. Girls can be doctors and boys can be nurses. But that's nothing to do with choosing your gender, chemicalizing and castrating healthy bodies, and ignoring biology. But she also wants ECE teachers to become activists and says, children usually embrace ideas about transgender identities and the shift in pronouns readily when these are positively modeled. Most resistance comes from adults, with young children usually demonstrating very little resistance. Ah, those pesky parents, eh? She then says, Families of children may not always be comfortable with teachers' support for a range of gender identities. Teachers may find it helpful to have a specific policy on their approach to teaching about diversity. So what she's saying basically is if parents object to their little children being indoctrinated, the preschool teacher just says, well, it's a specific policy of this place. There seems to be no acknowledgement of engaging with the community to find out what they want, you know, what parents actually want for their children. So there's a checkpoint if you currently have a child in ECE. Ask what their policy is around gender identity and pronouns. But she continues and says, there are many useful resources to support teachers to learn about the experiences and preferences of those who identify as transgender and non-binary or who are gender non-conforming. Remember, this is preschoolers. Finding out about using people's preferences for pronouns is important. They can be used to replace he, she, and can make using language much simpler. Understanding that every small step towards dismantling oppression and stereotypes is a step, and that no one can do it all, can help reduce feelings of overwhelm. Not to do anything, however, reinforces dominant stereotypes and injustices for people who are non-conforming. So you're probably asking, well, what are these useful resources that they want in kindies and preschools? Well, there's some suggested books which examine the range of activities that girls and boys can enjoy, with basically the intention of decoupling activities from their usual gender stereotypes, which is fine. So yep, boys can like ballet, girls can like rough and tumble games of tag or rugby or even trucks. But that's about personality. It's nothing to do with being born in the wrong body or being transgender. But then there's this book, where the gender ideology indoctrination comes in full steam. Now remember, for preschoolers, What Are Your Words? A book about pronouns by Catherine Locke. Let's have a look at 
some of the pages and you'll quickly get the theme. My uncle Leo is coming to visit today. I can't wait to show them around my neighborhood and I can't wait for all my neighbors to meet them. Um, I can guarantee that the little children are going to say, meet them? You said it was just uncle miss. Is auntie coming as well? Some smart kid will probably say, that doesn't make sense, miss. Uh, and then it says, they have many colorful hats. Remember, this is referring to uncle. They are a biologist. I learn a lot from Uncle Leo, like that people can be described by more than what they look like or what they do. In fact, there are lots of words to say who people are and how they feel. Some of those words are pronouns. Pronouns are words that can take the place of your name, like I, me, you, she, he, or they. Sometimes I know my words right away, and there's he, him, she, her, a, m, based on how they feel, based on qualities, which seems to be stereotyping, which is slightly ironic. And finally, sometimes I just use one set of pronouns. Sometimes I change my pronouns. Sometimes I use all the pronouns I can think of. So uh, it's pretty clear that there's a strong indoctrination of gender ideology going on here with this key book recommendation for preschoolers. And then there's songs that preschoolers will love. Uh, the trans and non-binary kids mix. But you probably won't if you have a little child at these institutions want to know about this mix. So let me just play you a couple of examples. Uh, and the first one is this one entitled Totally Nuts. I'm a non-binary wizard. I'm a gender fluid witch. I don't know what to call myself except for maybe wicks. It seems as if we're harder to see than a polar bear in a blizzard. We need representation because my best friend's a trans wizard. Hmm, charming. Uh, and then there's one called Call Them They. When I'm gonna meet someone new, I gotta tell them who I am. Shake their hand and tell my name and then say my pronouns are they them. You can call me they cause it's what I like. You can call me they to get the pronouns right. You can call me they when you wanna say they're super awesome in every way. Yep. You can call me they. Yep, real logical. Uh, and finally, the gay BCs. This is for preschoolers. There's more. And and Demi and 
out. There's always more we can add to the list. Yep, we know that. Although lipstick wasn't a gender that I was previously aware of. So I guess that makes it 113 genders now and more than 200 sexualities. Now, uh, further websites are recommended. Genderspectrum.org, which says everything just by its title, Gender Spectrum. Uh, learningforjustice.org is rife with gender ideology and sexual identity. And then there's welcomingschools.org, which is part of the uh, LGBTQIAA plus focused human rights foundation in the US. Uh, and one interesting thing that this site also talks about is neo-pronouns. Heard of them? Neo-pronouns. Well, you have now. Uh, let me show you. Neo-pronouns are also pronouns but include those pronouns beside the ones most commonly used in a particular language. As one's pronouns are ultimately a reflection of their personal identity, the number and types of neo-pronouns a person may use is limitless. Examples of neo-pronoun sets include zizurzurz, uh, zizurzurz, that's the same, do you say those different? And fei fear fears. Hmm. Yep. Uh, Preschoolers really need to know all this, don't they? So there we have it. If you find personal pronouns and gender identity confusing, imagine how two, three, and four-year-olds will cope. ECE preschools and kindergartens should stick to allowing children to be children and not polluting their minds with confusing and radical sexual and gender ideology. But as you can now see, the gender and sexuality ideology is starting way earlier than you possibly thought. As some people have commented, they're coming for your kids. Maybe it's time to check on your local preschool or kindy just to make sure that they aren't serving up the woke Kool-Aid and still understand biology and truth and respect your role as the parent. Your children and grandchildren deserve your protection. Mm -hmm.